Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to another episode of my Inside Voice podcast. Join me on my journey as I record a podcast a day for the entirety of Pisces season to get even more self-reliant, to get even more emotionally um, enhanced, I guess, or emotionally um, intelligent to spark even more creativity and love within self and for self and therefore the rest of humanity. Um, I wanted to kind of pull on a thread that I had mentioned in my last episode. So this episode I'm releasing tomorrow, so on the 21st of February. And the episode that I'm referring to is the one that's that I released on February 20th which is the Monday. So I'm releasing another episode on February 21st that I'm recording on the February 20th. So I wanted to kind of pull on the thread that I mentioned about my ex and the dream that I had about him and how he sort of showed his humanity and I was like really upset. And I we reunited years later, decades later, and he was a completely different person. And I was like very upset. I was very, um, it was very jarring for me to face that about him. And therefore he, you know, he seemed like a bad person because he had changed or maybe he was that the whole time, but I never saw it. And it got me thinking about pedestals. And I've said this before, previously about how I put people on pedestals because I automatically assume that I'm a piece of shit and that I need to worship and obsess and hyperfixate on other people because I think they have things that I don't have and so they deserve to be in that spotlight and I need to hide behind the curtain and in the dirt and also it it really is about The, the whole premise is for, for the reason why I do that is to not be seen, is to not be found out, is to continue to perpetuate this secrecy about myself that I don't ever want any real intimacy because that would mean that I would have to uh, let people see me for who I am and I don't really want that because I think that if they find out who I am, then they will leave me or they will be disappointed or I will not be able to survive and I will lose love and I will end up alone and all of that stuff, right? So that comes from like childhood shit. But specifically on the ex, the reason why I made that connection today and like right now is because I watched an episode of The Last of Us and I mentioned this in my last podcast episode too and... I was watching that episode and obviously I really recommend it because it like broke me as do all the other episodes but I was also like very um into like I'm also into like reviews of these episodes too and like how um other people see the episodes and so this one review that I was looking at was talking about Joel the main character kind of ripping down his armor a little bit being a little bit vulnerable seeing that he has like panic attacks about like his greatest fears just coming to life and you realize that he's not superhuman anymore and that like broke me further because I was like oh my god that's what I thought my ex was he was superhuman and as soon as he 
would show like cracks in his armor, I would automatically get upset. I would automatically um, take it as a personal attack on me. And, oh, he doesn't love me. Oh, he doesn't care about me. He doesn't want to see me safe. He doesn't want to protect me. He doesn't um, understand me. He doesn't see me and all of that stuff. And it was just like, okay, you know, and that's the the shadow side, the, the shadow side that nobody really talks about, about putting people on a pedestal is that they don't necessarily it's not like they don't deserve to be there but they never ask for that position for the most part right and in my case he never asked to be like that he never asked for me to worship him or fixate on him or depend on him to be this all-encompassing person for me he never asked for those things he couldn't even be that for himself what the fuck was he trying to do for me you know and then I continue to put him on that pedestal I even said to him like a bunch of times even after we broke up you were like Superman and he was like what the fuck he was like I'm not I'm not Superman I actually have fear and I actually have anxiety and I actually have worry and I actually get upset and I cry and I have issues and I need therapy and all of that stuff and I guess I was just like whoa like yeah that makes sense and obviously, now that I know, now that I've sort of unraveled my divine masculine and the way that I see myself, it was obviously a projection of myself because I see myself as superhuman and not allowed to have faults and imperfections and weak points and weaknesses. And I am not allowed to cry, right? For years, I wasn't allowing myself to cry. And whenever I did, I would just, you know, push it down, push it down, repress, repress. I don't. I was ashamed. I thought of it as weakness. And that was me really fucking up my divine masculine. And so when I would date people that were imperfect and full of flaws and have issues and needed to emote, I would be like, what the fuck are you doing? You're insane. Why are you like this? Be better, you know? And it, maybe I didn't say it to them consciously and consciously I was like you know I wish you would be more vulnerable but, but subconsciously I didn't want that the code that I was putting out to the universe subconsciously because like I said that's how you talk to the universe that's how you co-create with the universe in terms of what is the life you want to lead is give me a man that is a knight in shining armor that comes in on a white horse and saves me from the hell that I'm living and so I automatically put any man that I date on a pedestal and I endlessly devote myself to them. And it just causes more and more problems. I twist and I turn and I break myself because I want to be the person that they, that I think they deserve based on the pedestal that they're on. Right? It's just delusion on delusion on delusion. It's just so fucking dangerous, right? And so I think the dream that I had last night of my ex, it, it was, it was cleaning out, you know, the residue and seeing divine masculine as a flawed energy that deserves to be held and seen and heard and nourished and loved. And that in turn 
That's what I deserve from myself. My divine masculine is my divine masculine deserves to be loved and seen and heard and nourished and held and understood and accepted for who they are. And it was just like really crazy for me. And I woke up from that dream needing to know those things. But I woke up from that dream thinking, oh, how dare he? Right? I was in blame mode because I didn't know. I didn't understand. And then I thought about it for a second. I'm like, oh, that's probably the lesson that I was supposed to learn is, oh, that makes sense. But he doesn't deserve to be on that pedestal. He just wanted to be seen as probably a human being. And we've had some really crazy conversations about that, like in the past, and about how he kind of put his walls down. And, you know, I cheated on him and he felt even more betrayed and stuff. That is a clear betrayal. Um, and yeah, it, that's, that's kind of another episode. I think the cheating part and just the betrayal part, I think I have to kind of dig deeper into that. But I honestly think that the reason why I'm kind of breaking all this stuff down and my ex was probably my greatest teacher in love and masculinity and relationship and um, he was my only example to be honest um, every other uh, person was really toxic and never I have never had a true relationship after him um, and I think he really was my yeah he's my greatest teacher he was the only man that I ever trusted after my father and he was the only person that I felt some sort of like safety love from, even though it was so flawed, it was so imperfect, it was so immature on both of our parts. But I, you know, that, that dream really like kind of threw me for a loop and I stopped myself. I was like, okay, I have to think about this a little bit more, right? Because that dream was was very scary. I felt very unsafe and I just assumed that he was going to take control and save me. And when I actually had to depend on my own resources and self to be saved and I actually saved myself, I kind of like resented him even more because it was like, he was supposed to do this. Why the fuck do I have to do this? It's so funny because I used to do that when I had to shovel the snow. I don't do this anymore. I actually take pride in taking care of my home and myself. And you know, I know where that's coming from, but in the past, whenever I had to shovel snow, I used to resent every single man in the world. Like they should be fucking doing this. Why the fuck am I having to do this myself? Right. And it was just this like resentment at being self-sufficient at learning how to do things on my own and being happy about that, you know, and not being able to depend. And I think I kind of went the other way. Um, I'm a little bit too hyper-independent and too hyper-vigilant in that way, but I am coming back to an equilibrium that I take pride in being independent. I take pride in knowing how to do things. I take pride in being more and more self-dependent. Um, um, but I think he really taught me that in that dream that you don't need me 
Let me go. Let me, let me be the man that I am now. You don't need me to do any of that. And I think maybe energetically I was holding on to him for a really long time. And I, I secretly wish that he would come back to me and save me from whatever life I was living. And I don't want that anymore. I think he has been my, to, you know, not his fault, but he has been my greatest block in love because of the way I just idolized him for such a long time and then villainized him and then romanticized him, right? And he had no idea that I was doing that. He felt it energetically but we never talked about it. It was, it's so unhealthy. It's not fair to him. And he's living his life and he's not fucking perfect. Nobody's perfect. And it's unfair for me to continue to hold on to a man that is not mine, that doesn't belong to me, that never did, that is completely living a different life. And who am I to resent him for moving on? Who am I to resent anybody for living the life that they want? Who am I to judge just because I'm not living the life that I want? I'm holding on to pieces of people that remind me of a life that I maybe could want. And they remind me of, you know, a life that where I felt loved where I felt like I belonged to somebody, where I felt validated, kind of, where I felt understood and seen, and not really because I was a shell of myself when I was with him. But even that shell, I, even within that shell, I felt something, right? And so I don't know what this means. I don't know what this episode's gonna mean. I don't know what that dream how that's going to end up in this world but i know these are the types of lessons that it's it taught me there's a lot in dreams it's pisces season it's a pisces new moon you know dreams are guidance dreams are um, teachers mentors our ancestors, in my mind, our ancestors are creating worlds in our subconscious. And if we're lucky enough, if we're privileged enough, we walk in these worlds and we learn something to apply to our conscious world, to the matrix. That is our another connection that the subconscious connects the matrix and your soul. That is how you manifest in the fastest and the most accurate way through your subconscious, through that thread that connects the matrix to your soul, right? And I'm learning that now. I always knew that subconsciously, funny enough, but I never really took the time to walk around in my subconscious for a really long time up until like maybe the last two years last year I'd say 2022 I, I spent the entire year just sort of walking around in my subconscious and trying to clear things and address things and talk through things and walk through things and um, feel through things and think through things and all of that stuff and I think I'm just kind of I don't know how far I am and I think I'm always going to be like that. I can never really have a clear perspective on my progress because I'm an innate, inherently, I'm just the most critical person to myself. 
And so I never give myself the credit maybe that I deserve, but I feel like learning to let go of my ex can really make room for love, for the love that I want now for myself. And a big part of that, and I think uh, the number one thing that I need to unblock is, you know, the pedestal that I put these people on. That is not fair to them, that they didn't ask for, that it's not fair to me, you know. If I'm trying to change the person that I'm dating or that I'm in love with so much, um, that I put so much pressure on myself and them, I'm dating the wrong person. You know, I'm I'm dating from a place of desperation and and a neediness that doesn't um, really reflect my soul. It just reflects the, I don't want to be alone. It reflects the ego's fear of being alone. And I don't want to manifest or create a world from that place anymore. And so it's important to go into the subconscious and get to the root of it all, right? And to the to the root of... Why do I put people on a pedestal? Because I don't want to be seen. Why don't I want to be seen? Because I feel like if I am seen from a young age, I was told that, you know, your personality is not right. The way you do things is not right. Um, You should always want to be somebody else because the way that you are is not right. So I was told from a very young age is that the way that I am doesn't deserve to be seen and heard and understood and loved and accepted. So in relationships, I emulate that. I automatically make myself smaller. And so therefore, the person that I'm dealing with, my significant other, is by default bigger and not only just bigger they're larger than life they're superhero they're superhuman and they are put on this fucking throne that they did not earn and they do not deserve that first of all and also nobody and they it's not fair to them to have that it's a lot of pressure and they didn't ask for that you know we didn't have a conversation like this is how i see you are you okay with that And I guarantee you, if we had that conversation, they'd be like, actually, no, you can't love people more than they love themselves. And if you do, it's, it's never going to be right. Nobody is ready for that type of power. Nobody is ready for that type of responsibility. Not one person is unless, you know, they love themselves a lot. And unfortunately in my life, I don't love myself enough to be with somebody that loves themselves enough to be okay with that, to understand that, to take that on voluntarily, right? So it starts with my ex. It's it's starting with my ex. It's starting with like, I'm sorry. Like I, I'm sorry for a lot of things, um, which my ego didn't like that. Right now, my ego is is showing me all the times where he fucked up, where he should have said sorry, where he should have been, he was wrong. And, you know, you did this because you were just playing fire with fire and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no, I know why you are saying this. You're protecting me. You're loving me. And you still have a seat at the table, my shadow ego side. But that's not how reality is. Reality is, is that I did everything in my power in that relationship to not be seen as the person that I am because I did not think that the person that I was slash am is worthy of being seen and loved. So I made him so big that he just didn't know where I was. He couldn't see me as I was. And that crushed us both. 
And so for me, I have to stop hanging on to that. I have to stop hanging on to um, that relationship, him as he, as I saw him and just see him as just a regular guy, just moving on with his life, living his life the way that he wants to. Feel me? I'm in the car, by the way. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm in the car. I'm at the Tim Hortons drive-thru. Let's order some fucking food. Hi, can I get a uh, turkey sandwich on a cheese croissant? Cheese croissant with turkey sandwich, okay? Yeah, and that's it. Probably, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Now you know what I order. So boring, but I'm kind of into it. Yeah, I'm just... um. I'm just trying to work through all of these blocks, especially in love and um, love, money, career kind of all sit in the same realm for me because Venus is in my 10th house and that is the house of career and being seen and your you know public reputation. And so these things are very intertwined with each other, more so for me than maybe others. So I am really making a conscious effort to heal both things. And my last episode was about sort of like a career and like the way that I put organizations that I work for on a pedestal. And I work to the point of like burnout because I make them larger than they are. And they're, I over identify being like an employee as much as I over identify being like a girlfriend or a partner. And so for me to heal that, because those, those unhealed projections come from the same wound of making myself so insignificant that I am not seen or heard when it comes to work, piling myself, crushing myself under so much work that I just get burnt out and making my, you know, impact so small that I just get burnt out. Um, or, or not even making my impact small because I want to create an impact and a change, but I never get the chance to do it because I'm so bogged down with like trying to prove myself. And I'm the same way in relationships. I'm so bogged down by trying to prove myself that I forget who I am and therefore make myself smaller and put my significant other on a pedestal as well and make them so larger than life. It's the same wound, right? I'm trying to hide while resenting not being seen by the other person or by the company, right? So it's like, it's such a mixed signal that I'm sending the universe, but yet it's such a clear signal, right? It's mixed when I think about it in my head and when I talk about it, but it's very clear when I send it out into the universe. The universe hears, okay, don't be heard, don't be seen, be crushed, be overworked, overwhelmed, burnt out, and eventually self-sabotage. That's the path that the universe and I co-create together. Isn't that wild? And like masochistic, like, like sadist, like, isn't that like what somebody that loves pain would love to do? That's what I'm building. That's the road that I've been on my whole life. 
and it's really fucking hard. Um, yeah, I am getting to get my food, but that's just some things that I'm thinking on. Um, I love you so much. Peace.